what's up hybrids welcome back to another episode of the phantom hybrid podcast this is hanako and i'm here with anthony laurie and mike and we are discussing episode four of loki the episode title is the nexus event and that's an understatement (laughs) man listen i'm on record as saying that episode three was kind of a letdown for me because i didn't think they had enough action in it they fixed that yeah. I love this episode. This episode was so, I mean, we actually got a lot of information in it. And then, of course, we had the realization parts of it. But, I mean, just the whole, oh my God, this episode, man. And we seem to have had a lot of online theories busted as well busted and also some kind of brought to light i think mike was it you that said something about all the variant loki's <laughs> or... although i was wrong about mobius being the loki but i can but you know i'll take my victories any way i can but yeah this boy i am so happy with this episode like let me tell you this episode so this is the first episode that i was actually able to watch as soon as it came out like of course i'm on vacation from work this week and as my body does sleeping schedule is thrown way the hell off so tuesday night i actually fell asleep about 7 30 in the evening and i woke up about 12 and i tried to go back to sleep could and i was like okay went downstairs grabbed me something to eat and I happened to sit down to get ready to eat. And I looked at the clock and it was like 3.03. I was like, wait, today is went up. Hmm, picked up the remote control, started watching. I can't go to sleep afterwards for like an hour and a half because my mind was still trying to wrap itself around this episode. <laughs> like I was not expecting to have my heart yanked out of my chest so many times this episode. And I wasn't expecting to be like emotionally distraught. Like, do I really have to see this motherfucker die again? Like I was all over the place, but it was worth it. I mean, in the middle of the episode, they pruned Mobius. Like in the middle of the episode, that was a dude. I was like, whoa, wait a minute. (laughs) I looked at the screen and my jaws just dropped and I just went. (gasps) I was like, wow, wow, really? I put my head in my hands and I was just looking at the screen and my daughter was up with me. She was like, are you okay? I was like, I can't believe they just did that. Like, did she really just do that? Let me tell you, I have not had a good feeling about Ravona Renslayer from the beginning. She seemed a bit off. And then this episode, the way that she was kind of I don't know, like she was she, sidling up. She to was him somewhat she, condescending as well. Like she was. She just, and just kind of, it was just very obvious that she was banking on her friendship with him, which again, I still think that there was something more than a friendship there. And I think she's aware of it. He may not. Wait, hold up. I think we got Casey coming in. Hold on. Oh, shit. What? Let's do this. Yes. Yes. I made it. Come through. Let's oh, go. my God. Look who graced us with her presence. Yes. Casey. Welcome. Amazing. The all I'm here. The Thursday. Okay, so for, for listeners, Casey is our newest member of the podcast, but she has only so far appeared on Walking Dead episodes. So, oh, my God. We got the whole crew here tonight. Hey, That's Casey. What's up? What's up? Hey, y'all. What's up? How you doing? Did you, did you watch Loki, Casey? 
I just finished. Oh, girl, we were just getting. I think I almost spoiled. I think I almost spoiled it. No, for it's her. okay. You that. didn't. Like, I was you like, didn't. Oh shit. Look, it's hard to okay, tell as good. busy as Casey is. Swear to God. <laughs> right. We don't sit down at all. But we were just we, we literally just started talking about it, and we were okay, cool. kind of we were just kind of getting our initial feelings out the way about some of the big stuff that happened but let's go ahead and get into this you know Casey's comes in at a perfect time since we're talking about the beginning of the episode because one of our girls is like the first thing yes so little miss Kaylee Fleming 14 yes Fleming. walking dead come through yes and let me tell y'all if you have not seen this young actress in anything else that she has been in you are missing out like she is Judith Grimes on The Walking Dead even though she is not acted on screen with Rick Grimes and Chandler Riggs who played uh Rick and Carl Grimes she is like a perfect blend of them on screen. She is amazing. Um, we also know her as young Ray from episode seven and episode nine of the Star Wars trilogy. Um, she's been in Creep Show. She was in, um, I mean, she has just, she's all over the place right now. And she is a phenomenal little actress. So even though we didn't get to see, but a few scenes with her in this episode i mean she she did a great job so the episode starts out we're in asgard which was so emotional for me again because we don't have asgard in our main mcu timeline anymore because asgard was destroyed but we see her in asgard as a young girl then she is playing young sylvie in this episode and she's just in asgard in the palace minding her business she's playing with dragons and and little model figurines and all of a sudden one of the tva portals appears behind her and we see a young renslayer come in and she's got a tin pad in her hand and she's like oh that's the variant right there and then they all grab this little girl and say you know while she says on the authority of the timekeepers i hereby arrest you for crimes against the sacred timeline first of all what does she do i don't even think we found we we never even found this out through the rest of the episode they arrest her for crimes against the sacred timeline they reset her life and they take her to the i TVA. think i think just just being a, a girl or being a loki she's t- she yeah yeah we're just being a female loki like that's that make that makes her automatically a variant or maybe maybe like, she maybe she was playing with Thor's boat and he was going to get mad and destroy her. <laughs> I don't know, but whatever it is, we see her being taken to the TVA, and she is going through the same thing that our Loki went through when he first got to the TVA, and when she's brought before the judge, now she is definitely a Loki because she was able to get away. She got away from Renslayer's grip. She stole the tin pad from her. She she picked her pocket the same way our Loki picked. Yes, Mo- Mobius's pocket. <laughs> She's very and and also this also explains why she didn't know her powers didn't work. Because remember we talked about that in the last episode. Mm-hmm. She right. didn't know her powers didn't work because she didn't even use them. She was too young. Yeah, I don't I don't think she had them at this point. 
based on no she, based she on didn't but from, from the last episode but we do see that there is a reason why they are so adamant about these Lokis because Renslayer is the one who let the Loki variant get away not only a Loki variant the Loki variant mm. she was the one who let Sylvie get away now here's my question if the timekeepers know all and they know how dangerous this Loki variant was supposed to be and Renslayer was the one that let her get away, how in the world did she move up to become one of the judges? Because to me, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she I get demoted. <laughs> right. She should have been demoted. At least that's that's what I'm thinking. Yes, Mike. I already know what you're about to say. <laughs> I have a theory. <laughs> okay. So I'm sorry, Casey. I know you're new. I like, know. Oh, go uh, ahead. Around here, around here, I'm the I'm the only one that does theories since Anthony was spoiled in WandaVision from making like 12 theories and nothing panned <laughs> out. Even though he did make a theory on the last episode of Loki that we did. I did. So and it's been it's gone now. So <laughs> and we're, we're back to no okay, theories so. from this camp over here. None. Okay, well, I, I, I and am, I, I am, and I will I, not allow Mike. To to continue to do these theories, whatever, so, <laughs> whatever. Just stop, whatever, Mike. stop. All right, so whatever. at any rate, whatever. I still have a theory, and I'm still going forward. Go for it, okay, Mike. so if you notice, when we see Renslayer as one of the one of the um troops, her number was a twenty three. Now that's possibly a reference to her first appearance in Avengers issue twenty three. Who else was in that issue? Kane the Conqueror. Kang the Conqueror was in that episode. Her reported lover, right? Did they have a romantic relationship in that episode? Yes, they did. My, I still, I'm still. So, so you're sticking, saying she slept her way guns. to the top? I'm saying she might have laid down next to the way her way to the top, or slept with it. Either way, she did. <laughs> I mean, it's one of the, it's one of the two things. I think I, I honestly believe, and plus everything that we see later in the episode, that this whole thing. The, the whole TVA is a huge Emerald City to me. It's, it, this whole, this whole, this whole right. show is basically the Wizard of Oz. It's a, it's a Marvel version of the Wizard of Oz. Because when they finally go to meet the great powerful timekeepers, they're proved to be nothing but the overblown futuristic Disney, um, pres- the, what is it, the Land of the Presidents or whatever? Or it's, okay, basically, the, hall, the Hall of Presidents. Hall, it's basically mm-hmm. a big ass, big ass futuristic. Um, Hall of Presidents, or basically it's a futuristic Chuck E. Cheese. That's what it. That's what it really is. It's the futuristic Chuck E. Cheese. So <laughs> once they find that out, it's like she looks at that and she basically goes behind the veil, and it's like, oh shit! So there's the timekeepers are fake. So that means that there's somebody, either either a few people or one really powerful person who's very good with um, making things and fixing things is behind the whole thing. Hmm. So if we, whether we're going hmm. to see him or not, if we're going to see him for like five seconds at, in a mid-credit scene in the last episode, which is probably what's going to happen, which we probably I think will. that he's going to be introduced in this. I Stop shaking your head, Anthony. I'm, I'm sticking to my guns. I will, I will continue <laughs> to do theories. I will continue <laughs> to spout off. And when I'm wrong, I'll get mad. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to still promote theories. I'm still going to do it because I'm no quitter. <laughs> you know that sounds all good and well, Mike. <laughs> but there will be no Kane appearing in this series. Period. It's not going to happen. 
Okay, 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 we, fine. We've been looking for it's gonna be Victor Von. It's gonna be Victor Von. We've been looking for Mephisto. We've been looking. We've been looking for everybody under the sun to show up in one of these <laughs> series, and they haven't. So I'm not. I would not get my hopes up for All Kane. Right, that's this is not I'll, going to happen. Well, here's the thing, too, though, Anthony. You got to think about it, though. I understand you're being burnt from Wandavision no, no. with all it, the. It, it goes beyond but here's that. The thing. But here's the thing. Uh, aside from everybody theorizing that Mephisto was going to show up, we had no other. We had no other reference for Mephisto being in the MCU. We do know that there will be Kane the Conqueror in the MCU. We do know that he is showing up in Quantumania. So I, I, it's not out of the I, realm of possibility. I understand that. that. But up. it was not out of the realm of possibility that Doctor Strange would show up in WandaVision. It wasn't out of the realm of possibility that all these other people that that could turn up or might show up would show up and they don't. So it's not really it's not really about me being burned about my theories because I never thought Mephisto was gonna show up or nightmare or any of those people. But I thought it was reasonable to believe that Doctor Strange might show up or Reed Richards might show up. You know, and, and now like right. I'm seeing people theorize that Victor Von Doom is behind all of this. And this is another way to introduce a fantastic four. So I'm just like no, it's like they haven't done it yet, and it's, it's hard to think they're going to when when it just when it hasn't happened. So I'm not going to sit here and not that I don't want to make any theories. I have some theories. I really do. I just oh you talk do. About I do, but wait, I don't wait, talk about you it. Don't, wait, hold on. You don't. I don't you talk mean, about it. Mean you don't have any but, suppositions anymore. You now no, have theories. I I do have a handful <laughs> of theories. One was debunked already so it's just that I, I just i can't see any reason why they would introduce kang i would be pleasantly surprised if they do but i just don't i just don't see it happening but i but i respect your theory and it's a good theory because if i was in the business of talking about my theories out loud i would actually say that's really a good idea. That's very sound. That Kang is the one behind all of his theories, all these things. And if you look at one of the timekeepers, the main one in the middle, he kind of looked like Kang a little bit from the comic books. I thought so too. He he does he does kind of look like um oh, what's the first actor? Major Jonathan Major. Major. He actually does look like him. And and so it no, it's not outside of the room possibility. I'm just not going to believe that Marvel's going to do it. If they do it, I, I would be surprised, but I, I, I just don't. Okay, so my, just, the other reason that I think that Jonathan Majors is going to make at least a small cameo is that when he was asked about having an appearance in Loki, he said, and I quote, I don't know what you're talking about, which absolutely says that he was told <laughs> to keep his mouth shut so that he wouldn't spoil anything. So I have raised my probability from 88% to 93% that he's going to show up in Loki. Also, my second point is the old saying goes, a broken clock is right two times a day. So I'm hoping that this is one of my two times a day. I'll be Mr. Time, Mr. What, 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 what's the what's the little clock clock chick's name? Mr. Minutes. I'm Mr. I'll, I'll be Mr. Minutes and I'll be right at least twice during this series. So. 
I'm sticking to my guns. Okay. Well, I mean, you did say something about the different Loki variants. And even though we don't think Mobius is one, we did at the end of the episode see some more Loki variants. So, yeah. you, you know, you, you're doing pretty good there. I, I'll, be, I'll be doing all right. I'm doing, doing, doing all right. You're doing all right. <laughs> but, oh, goodness. So, we do get to see Renslayer go before the quote-unquote timekeepers. And of course, we only see like a glimpse of these figures sitting with their glowing eyes. And I really thought I was watching episode nine again, like, okay, is this the Emperor's? <laughs> like, that's that's kind of <laughs> the vibe I got, you know? But they're sitting there and it's nothing. You You, you know, we cut to the credits. Uh, to the well to the opening credits and then we go back to Lamentis where our two Lokis are waiting for death I mean there's a planet that is crushing down on them their last hope of getting off the planet has been crushed and there's really nothing they can do so they they're sitting there and they're they're watching the planet approach and they have a little bit of a heart to heart. And we get to see a little bit of Sylvie being vulnerable for the first time ever in this series since we've met her. And she tells Loki about remembering Asgard, remembering her home, her people, her life, and how the TVA just came in and snatched her, reset her life, and that she had nothing else to go back to. And her words are, the universe wants to break free, so it creates chaos, like me being born the goddess of mischief. And she said, and as soon as that created a big enough detour from the sacred timeline, the TVA showed up, erased my reality, and took me prisoner. Now, that's just her own thoughts. We really don't know what the quote-unquote nexus event was that put her on the TVA's radar. We never find out in this episode, even at one point when she, later on in the episode when she has been captured and she's alone with Renslayer and our Loki, she asks Renslayer, what was my nexus event? And Renslayer, ugh, we'll, we'll, get into her, we'll get into her petty ass later. But I'm, I'm telling you. You saw the little smirk she had on her face yeah, after she okay, said. Okay, so so since you, yeah, she knows. And even if she did, she she remembered. She knows, but the fact that she knows, even if she doesn't, the fact that you took this person from their life, erased everything for her. Now, granted, she's not like our Loki, or even as we find out with the other variants in the episode, she's not like a Mobius or she's not like a B-15 or she wasn't like C-20. She wasn't grown and had lived a life. She was a child. You took everything away from this child. Mm -hmm. And then when she asked you, well, what was the thing that cost me my life? Like, what was it that made you take my life from me? Your response is, I don't remember with the smirk, like, yeah, whatever it was that made me fuck your life up, it wasn't important enough for me to remember. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> oh, no, she remembers. She remember everything about her because she the one that got away. Oh, yeah. I, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure that uh, that is probably a thorn in her side. It has been a thorn in her side. But just the fact that you could say that to somebody whose life you pretty much ruined oh you know what whatever dislike i had for her up until this point escalated like oh my god i was <laughs> like can somebody please prune her 
Not that we need that because like Sylvie said at the end, you are going to tell me everything I want to know. She's the one with all the answers. You know she mm -hmm. knew that everybody else was a variant. Just in the way mm -hmm. that she interacted with Mobius because Mobius was getting suspicious about well, why won't you let me question the variant and where's C20? I want to talk to her and, oh, she's already dead and this this is what happened to her. And just the way that she was handling Mobius, that's kind of how I want to put it. She was handling him, you know? And, and it was just, I was like, she knows more than she is letting on. She has to. She has to have known that they were all variants. And of course we see, through the course of this episode that yes she did know but it's just kind of like whoa how deep does this rabbit hole go like i felt like he was watching alice in wonderland like the deeper you go the more you find out and it's just kind of like what the hell what what have we gotten ourselves into like what is going on but going back to um sylvie and loki so sylvie is talking about her life and she's talking about the fact that when she stole the tempad she ran and everywhere she went created a nexus event because she was not supposed to be there and that was why she had to stay on the run from the tva for so long because she's not supposed to exist they were going to get rid of her right and then when she figured out where she was supposed to hide that's how she grew up. And like she said, the ends of a thousand worlds. I mean, we talked about her and what her possible motives were, why she wanted the TVA killed. If you think about what we learned from her just in this first five minutes of the episode, she was a child. She was taken from her home. Her home was erased. Now she managed to escape. And then her means of survival is going from place to place to place witnessing the destruction of thousands of worlds and that is the only way she can survive can you imagine what that will do for someone who has had to witness this over and over and over and over again since childhood yeah i would want to kill the tba too yeah i mean just witnessing destruction like so many different types of destruction like from a typhoon destroying something from a moon crashing into a planet to something else blowing up to something else flooding, something else catching on fire. I mean, that's what, that would twist anybody. I agree. That has to have something to do with her mindset. Like, that, you, And it's you, not you, even just minor things being destroyed. I mean, she is witnessing extinction level events. Yeah. What? Yeah. I, I, I don't blame her. I want to burn the timekeepers too. That's just, yeah. that's horrible. Talk about a justified villain. Right. Can't blame her. No, you can't. And then back at the TVA, of course, they're still trying to figure out where the Lokis are, how to track them down. And, you know, you notice B-15 does not seem quite right. She doesn't seem like her normal vigilant self. Whatever Sylvie did to her shook her. And she's asking about C-20 like, so what's the news on C-20? And of course, Mobius has been instructed by R Ravenna to not say anything because C20 is dead. She doesn't say how she died. The only thing that she says is that her mind was messed up by whatever enchantment Sylvie did and it continued to deteriorate to the point where she could no longer speak. But she never specifically answers how she died. 
She just says that her mind deteriorated. By the end, she couldn't speak. Okay, so did she die because of that? I don't think she did. I think they killed her. Oh, yeah. Especially after seeing, you know, later on in the episode, Mobius has actually switched his tempad with Renslayer's. And he sees video from C-20's interrogation where she says, look, it was real. And we find out what she meant by it's real, it's real. She's talking about the place where Sylvie took her in her head, this bar on earth. That's something real. She was like, that was real. I had a home. I had friends. I used to go to that bar. I used to hang out. I mean, and she says at point blank, we're variants. And that's when you see Renslayer stop the questioning. So I was like, yeah, they killed her. She knew too much. She figured it out. <laughs> right. I have a slight problem with uh, Mobius's plan. Like with him switching tip pads with him, I understand that he needed to get it, but he had to know that sooner or later she was going to notice that they switched tip pads. It's just like it's just like picking up someone's iPhone by accident and scrolling through the pictures and seeing nudes. Like, yo, this ain't mine. What the hell? But yeah, you you know you know that she was going to find out sooner or later. So I'm actually curious to know if he actually had a plan to get out of that or if he just wanted to know the truth and knew that if he was a variant, he was going to get pruned. So I'm wondering if I think was... he was relying on Renslayer not pruning him. Like, I, I don't think he envisioned that that would be an outcome. Yeah, especially after that speech about we've been all through the universe. We've been all throughout time. There's no other, you know, there aren't friendships like ours. Our friendship is important. I agree with Anthony. He probably thought even if he did get caught, she yeah, probably but would throw him, you know, she'd probably throw him in a cell. She might yell like at him that. a little bit, I but think, I don't think he thought. I don't think he expected her to prune him, but also I don't, I want to say he might have been just slightly naive to think that maybe she wasn't in on all of this. Like maybe she was following orders, but didn't know the extent of how deep the deception of the TVA went or the deception of the timekeepers went. I think maybe he was thinking, okay, you know what? She couldn't have known this. She wouldn't have, you know, she wouldn't have been my friend talking about being my friend and have lied to me this whole time. I don't think he thought she had that in her. Yeah, but if you look at it, I mean, if he found out, like, the whole thing of everybody at the TBR being a variant is a huge thing. I mean, that pretty much can unravel the whole thing. So if he had an inkling that that was true, he had to have known that there were going to be more dire consequences than just being thrown in a cell or being thrown being thrown into a time loop or something like that. He had to know that if he found that out and she wanted to keep it secret, he's going to get pruned. Like there's no if ands or buts about it because that's what happened to C20. C20 found out the truth, and you could tell at that interrogation that there was no shedding her up because she was saying it to Renslayer. There's no what's what's to keep her mm-hmm. from saying it to all the other ones, to anybody else that she ran into. So she had to get pruned. So if he knows and she knows that he knows, she doesn't have a choice. She has to prune him because she doesn't want that getting out to anyone else. And who's to say that if she wasn't the only one interrogating C-20, that she didn't prune everyone else in that interrogation room, a la Amanda Waller in, um, <laughs> in Suicide Squad, to just shoot everybody that was in there and make sure that nothing got out. I mean, who's to say that didn't happen? So he had to have known that there was a chance he was going to get Yeah, prone. but you got to think about it. Think about what we said in the last episode about Mobius and his character, and that Lori said it perfectly. He's a company man. He's like Agent Coulson. He, he follows 
what he's supposed to do. And maybe Renslayer would have counted on that. And another reason why she was laying on the whole friendship thing real thick and heavy, like she started to feel like, okay, he's starting to question. Let me make sure he remembers where his loyalties need to lie. And maybe she was counting on that. And at the same token, maybe he was counting on that with her too. Well, she's my friend. She wouldn't go to this kind of deception. She wouldn't do this. And then if you think about the two people who know the truth, Mobius and C20, just from what we've seen, who would you think is expendable to her and who would you think is important to her like you would think that she would at least try to get Mobius on her side try to make him see okay this is why we did this and this is what we're doing we're protecting the sacred timeline Mobius is all about protecting the sacred timeline she could have easily used that to try to reel him into whatever she was working on but yeah I think she realized once he came back with Loki I think she realized okay you know what it's a lost cause because if you're going to Loki for help Instead of him coming to her saying, yo, Ravenna, mm. what the fuck? You know, if he's going to Loki, yeah, that, I mean, yeah, that was already. I, that makes perfect sense. I mean, I just think, I still think that this yeah. is too huge of a secret to leave anybody who knows it unpruned. Like, it's, I mean, it's even if he found out, if he would have found out differently, then he would have been like, okay, whatever, Loki's in that case. But he found that out and you could see like it was literally a gut punch like he was just like mm-hmm. fuck i am a variant what the fuck is this shit and he had no idea what's going on so i mean that's really hard for him to even think about what to do next when you find out it's, it'd be like us living in a version of the sixth sense where we find out that we're ghosts like we would, would probably be like what the fuck i mean or, or living you- or living in a virtual reality where you find out you're being controlled by computers Right. In their yeah, computer exactly. So it's like, right. I mean, how how do you react right. to that? There's no way you would actually, you know, to think quick enough to know. Okay, I gotta keep my mouth shut about this because if I don't, I'm done for. So I mean, he was with Loki trying to figure out what he knows if he could actually help him. But it's like that's tough. That's tough to figure out. Like just figuring out like that. I, I have an issue with this pruning thing because. We saw them prune someone, like a prune the Loki immediately in like the first episode, I think. Well, here, if these two Lokis are so dangerous, why are we escorting them up to the timekeepers? Why didn't they just prune them on the spot? Because, you know, there was a point where B20 was like, I'm going to prune them right. as soon as I see them. So what game is Renslayer playing at? Because obviously there's a little bit more going on than we realize because why did it not prune them as soon as they caught them? As soon as they pulled them from that planet, as soon as they right. got back to the TVA, they should have been pruned. And piggybacking off of what you're saying, okay, so B-15 was compromised in the field by Sylvie. Why was she not evaluated when they brought her back to the TVA? Why was she still on duty and even still in charge of making sure that Sylvie was being locked up. Why was she not under evaluation? Did they know? Yeah, the only they... person that saw her get enchanted was Loki. Yeah, they didn't know. Because remember, no, they, had, they had all split up. They had right. all split up, but remember, Mobius was the one that found her. Well, he he, he may not have known she was enchanted. He could, she could have just been knocked yeah. out. Mm. Yeah. 
Because when he came to her, she was just kind of, you know, out of it a little bit. And he kind of asked her, are you okay? You know, he didn't He didn't ask, you know, did you get cast under a spell? And or also, right. they, didn't know, right. and they didn't know about the enchanting either. They didn't know that she was doing right. that. But they would have found that out with C-20. But even so, even if they didn't know that B-15 was enchanted, she was still compromised in the field. She was knocked out. You know, when he found her, she was unconscious. She was just waking up. That still would have warranted her being evaluated before being put back on duty. They probably did. They evaluated her for like a concussion. Are you all right? You're straight. Remember who you are? You're good to go. You are dealing with people who have the means to dismantle your sacred timeline and you're going to do a quick five-minute evaluation and then send her back? Nah. But it, it clearly didn't make no nexus event. Right. Otherwise, they would have right. did something different. Right. And also, it, yeah, and and also, Mobius wasn't thinking about that either. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah, he was seeing Loki getting away. He was trying to catch him. The, yeah, because I don't know something about the, it just doesn't seem right to me. It, I mean, it it the I understand what you're saying, but it it just seems like they were okay with it because they don't know that Sylvie does that, even though they mm-hmm. found um, C twenty they don't know exactly what she did to her. You know what I mean? They don't really know what's going on. Right? They just know that she had kidnapped her and she maybe done, scrambled her brain a little bit and now she's talking a little crazy. That's not how B-15 woke up. B-15 looked like she had just gotten punched in the face. Then maybe maybe yeah. the Loki has attacked her and got away. That's what it may have looked like to Mobius. So Yeah, but they should have been paying attention to her because even when she and Mobius were looking at the um the monitor, you could see her shaking a little bit. Like she was still unsteady from what happened to her. And I I know now it's because she was starting to remember some things and she was confused about what it was that she was seeing in her memories because of course she's still under the impression that she was created by the TVA. So she's like, What are all these things I'm seeing in my head? But she was a little bit shaky looking at that monitor. And, you know, like you said, they were focused on finding Loki and Sylvie. So, but it's just one of those things where it was like, she wasn't even, and I know it was subtle. She wasn't even acting herself. She was a little more, um, she wasn't as militant as she had been. She was subdued is the word. Yeah. She was a little bit quiet, a little bit subdued. She mm-hmm. wasn't at the front of like she should have been the main one. Like we got to prune these motherfuckers right now, right? <laughs> you know why are we taking them upstairs to see them? That's mm-hmm. that. you know right. she would be that voice of reason. Like why would we even do that? Have them yeah. both together up there? That's stupid. But you know, I think when when it came to that part where they where uh, Renslayer was taking the Lokis up to the Timekeepers, I think that was something she was doing without anybody else knowing. Because notice when she came to confront Mobius, she only had a few guards with her, and again, she didn't even tell them, "Okay, take him away." Her immediate instruction was to prune him. Like everybody else that y'all so-called prune, they got to stand trial. What about Mobius, if that was the case? So yeah, she was doing some underhanded shit. Yep. Mm-hmm. So 100%, there's definitely someone behind the curtain, as it was. Right. But let's talk about Sylvie and Loki for a minute, because we have to talk about this Nexus event that they created. 
because it falls into one of those weird things again. And I already know about Loki. I know about his history and mythology and in the comics and everything. Still, we got to talk about how, how just a little bit weird this scene is. Yeah. So they're on the planet. I mean, literally the planet that's crashing into the moon of the planet that they're on, it has collided. They're about to have this fireball. They're sitting there talking and there's a moment where they connect, not just emotionally, but Sylvie puts her hand on Loki's arm and he kind of looks at it. And the moment that that happens back at the TVA, there's a spike on the sacred timeline. But it's, as they say, it's different from any other spike they've ever seen. They've never seen a spike like this, but it tells them where the two Lokis are. So as the two Lokis are watching this planet come towards them, they get two portals behind them that open up, you know, for, for the TVA. And it's kind of like, okay, they hesitate for a second. They're like, okay, do we go through this portal and be captured or do we just stay on this planet and die? But of course they choose to go through the portal and they're captured. But we have to talk about this event because as Mobius questions Loki later on, he starts to hint that the thing that created the Nexus event was not just these two Lokis, Sylvie and Loki. And I don't even know if we can really call her Loki because it obvious now she's kind of a mix of Lady Loki and the Enchantress. No, see, no, for the purpose of the show, she's a Loki. Don't don't try to confuse it with the because they're inspired by the comic books. They're not really following. So she can be the Enchantress, but she's Loki. No, what I'm saying is she's a combi- she, her her powers are a combination of both characters. It's not and a combination it's not that, because it's she, not- she hasn't really done anything that Loki can do. She's only done Enchantress powers. So she's really just Loki, Enchantress as a Loki. Okay. So the thing that Mobius brings up is the fact that it appears that there's a connection between the two of them. And it's a romantic type. Connect. no no that, no that's it's, what mobius says that's what he said but i think i th- i think it was more that this was the first time that they both felt like they weren't alone i think and that and i don't think it was romantic i think it was because every, everyone has always talked to him even when he was taking the in the time cell it was about you are always going to be alone mm-hmm. that's why you're always going to i think at that moment both of them, they both realized that because even even um, Sylvie felt like she was alone. Mm-hmm. And hey. here, for the first time, they both felt like they didn't have to be alone. They didn't feel alone for the first time. And that was a powerful thing because the one thing that we they keep telling us about Loki in this show is he only exists to make other people better. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the reason for his existence is to be a bad guy, to make the heroes become heroes here the first time he doesn't have to be okay so i think that loki i'm of two minds first i think that loki might be a sesosexual from sesa the latin word meaning self which means that he loves himself he doesn't just love himself he loves himself so that could be a thing or it could be like he said at the end before he before he got pruned he said that when they were talking in the um in the chambers of the timekeepers, he said that he was trying to talk tell her something, 
but he said, I've never felt like this. I don't know how to say this. So there's a lot there that he didn't. I mean, it and could it could be that he interpretation. felt it's wide open for interpretation. So I mean, it could be that he never had you gotta think about this. Anytime Loki has never really felt like he's had like family, friends, or anything like that. He's always kind of had had a chip on his shoulder. He never really liked Odin. He hated Thor until like the very end, like in Ragnarok, where they finally kind of got together and were on the same page, kind of. But then he got killed. And this has got this almost parallels that where he kind of feels something for someone else other than himself, but then he gets pruned. So I mean, it could it could go either way, but it's something that he's actually feeling something for someone other than himself. And it's just it's just weird thinking about him. The whole thing with Sylvie either being the enchantress or another Loki or Loki's daughter on another timeline is just really too weird for me to even fathom or try to bring forth theories or suppositions about. But yeah, I mean, it, it could go either way for me. I mean, I get that. I, I think I was basing what I was saying more so on Mobius's assessment because everything uh-huh. that he was saying to Loki about whatever his relationship is to Sylvie, it always pointed towards a romantic type feeling. You know, he was like, yeah, talk about the classic narcissist. I mean, this takes, you know, loving yourself to a whole different level and that sort of thing. Loki never said anything to dispute it. So it's kind of like, again, that can be open for interpretation too. Like maybe he is, you know, it's just, yeah, I don't know. But like, like everybody says, like there were some people who were saying, oh, you know, they're going to pair Loki with himself. That's weird. And then of course the memes are like, okay, do y- y'all do know in mythology, he has sex with a horse. So him being with another version of himself, not really that far-fetched. So it's just kind of one of those things where it's like, I don't know. It can go either way, but whatever it is that happened, yeah, it created a nexus event, and that's how they were able to find them. They brought them back to the TVA, separated them, and Mobius sticks Loki in this time cell to kind of, um, I guess, break him down so that he'll be more cooperative when when Mobius gets ready to ask him some questions. And so in this time cell Loki lands on the ground and I look and I get excited immediately because I'm like oh he's an Asgard who are we about to see from Asgard I was not expecting to see Lady Sif Mm -hmm. I was not expecting to see Sif when I saw her I went yeah I was like oh wait what was that sound that just came (laughs) out of my mouth because it's been a while since (laughs) we've seen Sif right I think the last time we saw her was probably Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. yeah Maybe yeah. One of one yeah. of the last one, yeah. Because I I'm, I'm finishing up watching Agents of Shield and yeah, she was I think I forget which season, but that's the last time I remember I seeing her. But I was excited. Mm-hmm. I think she was in season five. I want to say that would be yeah, that would make more sense. But yeah, my my mouth just dropped open. I was like, wow, they pulled her, you know, because blind spotted thing is ending or whatever, and you know they pulled it so. But yeah, I, I, that actually made the episode for me. I mean, I'm, I'm still, I know I've been quiet. I'm just reviewing as you guys are talking. I, it was better this episode. I, I'm still getting a huge Doctor Who feel. I'm still not really feeling it like you guys are, but that, that did make me happy seeing that. And not only did we get to see her, we saw her over and over and over again. It's, 
it was like this weird um <laughs> like groundhog day time loop that loki was having to go through because apparently at some point in their history he cut Sif's hair off. So this is what we see. Sif is coming in. She's got <laughs> she's got a, a lock of her hair in her hand and she slaps him and she keeps saying... I no, she punched him. Well, the first time she slapped him. Then the second time she punched him and then she kneed him in the nuts. But, you know, she, um, she tells him, I hope you know that you will all... What did she say? I hope you know that you will always be alone. And... Um, this is something you know going back to what you were saying anthony it does make sense now because that's that's what she keeps saying in the loop you deserve to be alone and you always will be and every time the scene ends it starts again right back from that same thing and she keeps saying it she keeps saying it she keeps saying it to the point where it it breaks him down because he's like look i know I deserve to be alone. I always will be. Can we just not do this anymore? Because by this time he's been slapped, punched, and need. I don't know how many times at this point. But while he's in this time prison, this is where we see Mobius and Renslayer talking. And this is where Mobius is like, you know, he, first of all, he's not being subtle. He's being what my best friend and I would call, he's being Harry Potter dumb. Like you're asking obvious questions, but you're trying to do it in a subtle way and it's not so subtle. Like you're having a conversation with Renslayer. She's trying to put on this air of, oh yes, let's let's celebrate. And you know, we we did it. We caught the variants and blah, blah, blah. And she's trying to go through this whole thing. And he just keeps... Yeah, so tell me again about C20. And she's like, why are you asking me this? It, it's over. We should be celebrating a blah. Yeah, I know. I understand. But why won't you let me question the, the <laughs> It's like, dude, if you wanted to be inconspicuous, you are not. Like, if she didn't pick up at that point that something fishy was going on with him, Maybe if he wouldn't have been asking those mm -hmm. questions, it would have taken her a little bit longer to realize that he had switched him pads. But of Maybe. course, he walks out the office. She goes back to where they were drinking. Her temp pad is on the table. If her mind is like my mind, the gears in my head are going to start turning like, what did he do? It's like somebody in a relationship leaving their cell phone on the table for their distrustful girlfriend or boyfriend to, to kind of go through. It's just like, uh. dude, not a good thing. Like, Mobius, you're supposed to be a little more polished than that, you know? But anyway, in the midst of all this, B-15, as we said, she is not she's not quite there she's not you know she she's still shaky she's very she almost looks paranoid like when we see her she's looking around like she doesn't know what's coming what's going whatever she just seems a little off so she's guarding sylvie mobius goes to her and you know they have this conversation he's like look why are the two orphan demigods such a pain in the ass we've brought in everything and we've been able to question them. And like B-15 says, but it was your idea to bring them here. And then she says, did Loki say anything while you were in there? And he said, yeah. He said, the TVA is lying to me. And she was like, about what? He says, why? And she's like, mm, 
nothing, just doing my job. But you can see her gears are turning. Mm -hmm. Like this is something that that's weighing on her. And of course, we see later on, she gets access to Sophie. And we think she's going to prune Sophie because she walks in with her pruning stick and she tells the guards, let me in. So of course, they're thinking she's probably going to do that too. When she gets in there, she holsters her stick. She opens up a portal. She tells Sylvie, come with me. Now, if I was Sylvie, I probably would have been like, nah, I'm good right here. <laughs> like, I'm not going nowhere with But one of the things about that character, okay, I love Woman Masaku. I love her, and I love the way that she has played this character. She has been so, like I said, militant. She's been so vigilant. She's been so serious into the books with this character. But when she takes Sylvie elsewhere, I don't even remember where they go. And she asks her about, what did you do to me? She says, I, you know, I'm seeing things. And that's when Sylvie tells her, I access some of your memories. She tells Sylvie to show her. And we see Sylvie grab her hand and we see B-15 close her eyes. And even though it's raining, oh, that's where they are. They're back at the Rocks, uh, Rocks Cart Mall where they, where they um, had their encounter. And even though you see the rain, you can see the tears coming down B-15's face because she's being shown parts of her life that were snatched from her. And this is where she realizes, you know, that, yeah, the TVA is lying to them. And it's one of those things where it's like, you look at her and you feel so sad for her. And even though she got on my nerves the first two episodes, because (laughs) I mean, got on my nerves so bad, but still for her to realize that she had a whole other life. And like she said, she said, I looked happy. She was happy. And that was, that life was snatched from her. And we still don't even know why, like, okay, yes, I get that they're variants, but I will say this too. Given that the TVA has been lying to them about them being variants, it just makes me wonder like, okay, what was it about them that made them variants? Why did y'all just snatch them up and erase their lives and not tell them anything? Like, I still have so many questions about what the TVA are doing. Like, are they really variants? I mean, Mike, at this point, I still feel like they probably still could be Loki variants. And they're just, they wiped their minds and put and made them work. Who knows? at this point don't be you're muted anthony ha ha <laughs> you were saying something it wasn't coming through uh yeah i was saying mike steen says too many Loki's. that's right <laughs> <laughs> but i mean at this point i don't know i don't know what to think about the tva okay yes we know they've been lying we do know that they didn't create all of these people they actually snatched them from their lives snatched them from their own timelines wiped their memories and and made them think that oh yes y'all created us so that we can it's just look at this way okay if there's some way that you have access to the whole timeline like you can go back in time and get people you can go forward in time and get people you have an infinite resource for getting people to do whatever the hell you want to and you don't have to tell them you you can tell them whatever you want to tell them you can tell them that okay you're in charge and there are variants that you need to go out and kill or go out and prune Mm -hmm. you need to help fix this and not tell them that you're that you are actually one of the variants 
it's like I still think it's Kang, but it's like I mean, whoever it is, I mean, this is like I said before, this is just a giant Marvel version of the Wizard of Oz. It's like, please don't pay attention to the guy behind the curtain doing all this other stuff over here. But whoever's behind this basically has everybody following him blindly, and he's making them think that there are three lizard people that are controlling all this, and nobody questioned it. Nobody's questioned it at all. And they have poor people that don't know what fish are. I mean, I think I mean, this is just, it's the whole thing. Like, he can basically, the person can basically do whatever he wants to. But my, I guess I want to know, so what makes those variants like Mobius and B-15 and C-20 and all of them, what makes those variants, I guess, important enough that they are placed into the service of the TVA as opposed to other variants? Like, are Loki variants the only variants that they are chasing after and pruning? Mm, no. no. I mean, it, it, but okay. however, however, I do think that it's interesting that the Lokis are the one that gives them the most trouble because Loki is the god of mischief and chaos. Mm-hmm. So if I were, I don't know, the first Loki variant that was actually captured by the timekeepers and you really weren't sure what you were getting your hands on, it's possible that Loki could have taken over the whole operation. And so now he's just trying to make sure he stays in charge, which is probably why he, you know, maybe he wanted to work with the Loki. You know, the only Lokis, Lokis only work, really work well if they're working together. You don't really want them working together. So maybe there is a Loki behind the scenes controlling everything. I don't know. That's, 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 that's a good, not a theory. Good point. They're not no theories. That's a good point. But I also want to. No, that's one hundred percent a theory. Don't don't let him off the hook, Lori. That was a theory. That was one hundred percent a theory. I I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> ask a general question here. Refresh my memory because I'm having one of those days. Uh, is it is it correct if I remember that one of the things about Kang is that he's always trying to uh, not reinvent himself, but he's always trying to reincarnate himself over and over again. That was one of his things. Uh, same, main, main, mainly Ultron. But my thing is, is that is it possible that the time variants are variants of Kang's multiple uh, reincarnations that have been sort of stuck in stasis and that they're repeating it until they reach a certain level where Kang can come back and reclaim them and move on with another reincarnation? Kang, the Kang has been known to reincarnate right. itself. A yeah, lot. that's, yeah. So, I mean, that is definitely possible. Right. Also, I think that, I mean, we hear, this is like a common theme now since WandaVision. You hear about chaos and nexus mm-hmm. and things like that. And it's mm-hmm. like, you, like you said, like Loki is a master of chaos. And you have to also remember that there are many, there are multiple Marvel universes. So if Kang figures out that one Loki's a problem, he probably looks over all the other universes and is like, fuck. Like there are Lokis everywhere, so I gotta get Gen- all uh, of them. Don't bring the six one six stuff in. <laughs> it's gonna happen. It, it, I know. It's inevitable. I know. It's gonna have to happen. I know. But yes, I mean. But we. What is that? The six one six universe. Okay, explain that because I did see something about that on Google. That's the somewhere. alternative universe. Oh, the, okay. The the that's the one that gave us the Black Nick Fury, and the Thor. That's okay. a flower child. And a whole bunch of Fantastic Four stuff. Yeah. 
Okay. There, there's a peace-loving Thor in the 616 that literally has never picked up Milner in his life. And, and Reed Richards is evil. Like Dr. Doom evil. Yeah. I mean, but see that... That's the, oh, okay. the look on your face! You're like, wait a minute! No one told me about this! Okay, Hanako. No, it... it Thinking of a peace-loving Thor that has never that—that's just. In fact, he in fact he 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 marches in peace and protest rallies. You gotta think about like think about like this okay. like there are like you know that big Marvel encyclopedia you got. Yes. Okay, so there are at least that many universes because, in my humble opinion, I think that Marvel had so many universes because it's like they just kind of got lazy. They were like, okay. They killed off a character like, oh, fuck, we can't bring him back. Well, hey, let's just do another universe where he's alive again. Okay, cool. Well, we can't make him the same. Okay, let's make him a little different. Okay, fine, let's do that. And they just kept doing that ad infinitum, ad nauseum. And it's like, they're like, there are so many universes. I mean, then when they started doing that, they were like, you know what? What would happen if we gender switched everything? We'll make Iron Man a woman. We'll make one, we'll make um, the Scarlet Witch, Scarlet Warlock, blah, 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 blah. So, Okay, let's make another universe for that. So basically, they just they just pretty much make universes at their whim. Like, yeah, okay, let's, let's do that. Let's do this. Let's do that. Marvel and DC do it. They both have done it. Like ad infinitum. Ad I'm I'm literally sitting here in my head thinking about how many iterations of Harrison Wells I've seen on the Flash over the last yeah, few years. So exactly. yeah, okay. well, DC's DC's version is Elseworlds. So that's where you yeah. get Kingdom Come and and you get uh, a couple other things too. But the thing is, is that uh, one of the things I was just thinking about because I'm rewatching this for like the third time when we're talking about this is that it's entirely possible that Sing with the, the three different uh, timekeepers is that uh, there could be a little bit of Watcher activity on this too. It, it's very possible that the Watchers who can't interfere but can observe, it's possible that they're watching this because the Watchers, even though they can't do anything, have been known to stick their nose into certain events and not necessarily change events, but alter the events to make sure that a better outcome occurs. So there could be some Watu running around you know, possibly in the time uh, keepers watching the variants and, and putting down some information and maybe accidentally letting, you know, the book, you know, sit on the bench as they walk away and go get orange soda. So, okay. So in other words, a whole bunch of stuff that we will not see in the next two episodes. Right. Pretty much. Right. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. And who's, who's to say That's that? I mean, okay. along that vein, who's to say that the watcher doesn't have the power to break the time on timeline off a little bit and say, oh, these guys are over, over here. They're about to die. I don't want them to die, so I'm just gonna do a little Nexus event right here, so y'all can. Oh, watchers not watchers not supposed. They're not to supposed okay, they're not to do supposed that. To, not but to I mean, that. what's to stop them? I mean, they they've done it a a couple of times, but it had it had to be really. I'm talking Galactus here. It had to really, really deep be something. But I I don't see them. I see them letting information be lying around, but I don't see them actively participating. Unless your name was Reed Richards and you're going up against Galactus. Look, I look, I see I see myself as the Loki of this podcast. So I'm just gonna keep throwing out little chaos scenarios so that you guys can like have headaches and be like, oh my god, my shut the fuck up. What the hell? Well, I mean, so but well, like I said, I, I I'm getting a little bit of a watcher vibe on I can see that. Oh, what else should we talk about? Poor Loki, his little I guess you can call it his confession to Sif when he's been beat up for who knows maybe the 200th time 
when he finally tells her, he's like, look, stop, please no more. I beg of you. He's like, look, I, I know I'm a horrible person. I cut off your hair because I thought it was going to be funny, but I really did it because I'm a narcissist and I'm really scared of being alone. And the way that he looked and Sif looked almost uncomfortable listening to this confession, like, I really don't want to hear him say this because I feel sorry for him, but I'm still mad at him. And of course, she picks him up and she's like, you are alone and you always will be. Again, here's the thing that I'm confused about. And maybe it's just me. I have never thought of Loki as alone. Like Loki thinking that he is alone and he has nobody to love him or whatever. I feel like that's all in his head because even in the first Thor movie when we saw him and Odin and Thor and Frigga before he found out who he really was, it was one of those things where they loved him but because he always had his own insecurities in in regards to Thor, like he's the younger brother, he's the one that's not going to rule because Thor is the oldest and And that's how people treated him. I always felt like that assessment of himself has always been self-inflicted. I've never looked at Loki as a character who was alone, who didn't have love, who didn't have the support. Where's all of this coming from? Or is this more than what I'm seeing? Or am I seeing something wrong? I mean, you got to think about like this. I mean, a lot of people who portray outward confidence are really inwardly not as confident. So, I mean, that could be the case with Loki. It's like Loki projects like, I don't need anybody. I'm the, I'm the god of mischief. I'll rule this place someday. But inside, he's like, man, I just really want, I just really want a hug. I just, I really, I mean, he, he could be really insecure. Most, a lot of insecure people project confidence and because they want people to see them like that, but they don't even see themselves like that. So, I mean, that could be what it is. Yeah, because he I think I said before how I think in that, in that first episode when they were showing his life, when Mobius was showing his life, mm-hmm. he he kind of I think Hanako said he looked away when Thor was warning him. Mm-hmm. So it's almost as if he doesn't really realize that even like Thor considers him his brother, like he he treats him like his brother, and you're not alone because Thor is there, but he doesn't. How he doesn't feel that connection, and like Mike said, I, I just don't, I just don't think he's built that way. I just don't think he, I just don't think he he is built in a way to want or to feel a part of something. Like he always maybe subconsciously knew he wasn't the same, and that has allowed him to build up this wall that he would just be alone, that he's by himself because he's not like everybody else in Asgard. Mm. And that's and he may have always subconsciously known that, and it turned into like this physical manifestation and mental manifestation of being alone because I'm not the same, even though everyone treats him like he's one of them, he doesn't feel it. Right, because I was gonna say even in the Avengers when they captured Loki and Thor came and snatched Loki off the Quinjet, I think Uh that was the Quinjet they were on, you know his first words to Loki he was like I thought you were dead I mourned you like dude why did you have us thinking you were alive we mourned you like we cared about you so his whole oh I'm alone I you know I don't have anyone I just 
I just don't see where where all of that is coming from. It's just kind of like Loki. You've never been alone. You've just always been an asshole about it because you were pissed, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. Even in that little confession to Sif, where he's like, you know, I'm scared. I'm going to be alone. It's and it's just, I don't know. That's I don't know. That I, I think that's probably just the one thing about this show and what they're what they're doing. That's probably the only thing I really have an issue with is because I again I've never looked at Loki as being alone. That's just always in I feel like in his mind. But that's probably why they did it because it's in his mind and they know that that's the thing, like that's the torture for him. So of course they would continue to, you know, loop that thing because it's only in his mind that he feels that way. So for somebody who feels that way, of course it'd be torture to hear that over and over and over and over and over again. And I guess that's the thing that he has to overcome in order to move forward with whatever he needs to do. Because obviously some way, somehow, Loki has to get out of this whole scenario. You know, whether they're going to put him back in his timeline somehow. I mean, something has got to happen because he's we've already seen how his life ends or how his life progresses and then Mm -hmm. ends. So at some point that still has to happen. Right. Mm -hmm. So something about what he has to do on this journey, he has to get it to where I guess he realizes he's not alone. And going back to what you were saying, Anthony, as far as his connection with Sylvie, maybe that's what that is moving us towards you know just the fact that he knows he's not alone and of course now we know he's really not alone after that uh after that end credit scene it's kind of like loki being alone no that'll never happen Mm. you know you've got all of these different versions of yourself just around but uh, i i guess i mean i still think that there's there is a level of insecurity for all the reasons that we said i mean loki's adopted and he really, I mean, it's like there's always going to be an insecurity about him not really being an Asgardian. Like he, that is a chip on his shoulder that he'll always carry with him. So whether he outwardly, right. because he doesn't, he doesn't show his blue skin. He always shows that he has regular pale skin. So it's like, it's something that he's not proud of. So there's always a level of insecurity with him that most people like if you just meet him you wouldn't know that he's that way but if you know who he is and what he is then you know that he's feeling that way yeah but even in this episode even without sylvie loki finds out that technically speaking he's not alone because mobius has actually referred to loki as a friend in this episode i mean he basically said i thought you were a friend and you betrayed me or you betrayed your friends or you know is this how loki's do they betray their friends it's kind of like loki take a listen to what's being said to you like and i think he realizes that towards the end because when right before everything happens with mobius when mobius is like well you know why should i trust the loki and loki's like well how about you trust a friend and it's kind of like i was like oh okay and then here come that damn rinse layer and her fucking pruning stick so i just and I know we're not, we're kind of jumping around with this episode, but okay, so let's talk about this pruning because when I tell y'all, I was so stressed. <laughs> I was so stressed. I was like, did she really just prune Mobius? Like, 
What? Like no hesitation. Just none. Just gone. <laughs> none. I mean, and I understand, yeah, she was upset because he stole her um whatchamacallit or whatever, whatever. But the fact that you spent the first part of the episode talking about how important your friendship is and how you guys have to trust each other and all this other stuff and then you come in and you've got this guard and he knew what was up as soon as he and Loki came out of that time cell he just the way he looked and he looked at her he had this kind of like oh I thought I was going to have a little more time you know because all he really needed was to get Loki maybe get to Sylvie who knows what would have happened but he didn't get that chance because Renslayer was in his office he tries to pull this whole yeah you know I I realized I had gotten all the way to my office before I realized I had your 10 pad instead of mine so why would you say that because if that was the case then wouldn't your first instinct would have been like oh let me get this back <laughs> back to you no what did you do you went to the time cell and you went and got your loki and came back with him no that's <laughs> like and you could tell she was about done and he you know but she it, knew he knew at that point yeah you right. know what i mean she knew but, at that point he knew right he knew he knew and he you know her secret ain't safe because he once he saw that uh when he looked on the ten pad and saw her looking into the camera, like, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, let me stop this before this goes too far and this gets out. Right. But the other thing too, while they were having that conversation, she kept asking him, "So if you could go anywhere in any time, where would you go?" I thought that question was a little suspect because my thinking was, "Oh, you're probably going to send him there to get him away from Sylvie and to get him away." from everything that y'all are doing because he's starting to get a little too nosy and that was the other thing why I was thinking like I didn't think she would prune him I thought that she was going to send him like maybe on another mission or something like that to get him out of the way I didn't think that she would go so far as to prune him because again up until we saw what happened in the end credit scene my equine was thinking pruning equals death right I'm thinking that's what you do. You prone somebody and you're, you're killing them. So I never thought that she would do that to him. And then when she catches them in this thing and he's looking at her, he's like, what's wrong with Ravana? And she's just looking at him. Like she's making up her mind with how she's going to deal with him. And so he finally answers a question. He was like, you want to know where I would go if I had the chance? He was like, wherever it is I'm really from. Yeah, where ever I had a life before the TVA came along and this is when she's like and he said maybe I had a jet ski (laughs) when he said maybe I had a jet ski I had a feeling I was like boy shut your mouth you about to get pruned I didn't think it was actually going to happen but that was just the thought process that came in my mind when he said that and when he said that you know he was like that's what I'd like to do just riding along on my jet ski. And then she says, prune him, and they do it. So maybe he did get to go to his jet ski. I hope, but I mean, still. The, okay, if I have to look at Loki cry one more time during this series, because the look <laughs> on his face when she did that, like, he looked more pained about it than she did. That's your friend. Y'all been, y'all been doing this TVA thing for how many 
who knows how many dozens, hundreds, thousands of years. But clearly she knows what's going on. She right. does. She whether, knew he was a variant. Yeah. yeah. She mm. knows everybody's a variant. Mm-hmm. And she probably knows that maybe he's not completely gone either. I mean... Yeah, I that's would, true. I would think that if there's another world where pruned people can wake up and be around other people, that she would know about there, or at least the timekeepers would now, know about that. Now, this is the other flaw that I have is okay, maybe they didn't want to prune them because it would send all imagine having all of the Lokis that were pruned right. in one place together plotting. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and we, I guess we have to say these are probably the two strongest Lokis out of all of them. Them, to, I mean, they, yeah, they created their own next weird Nexus event that no one had ever seen before. So yeah, now, that imagine been, them with an army of Lokis. Man, about to be some shit. Mm-hmm. But that dog on Renslayer, I, I'm just. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I, I just, it, you know what? You know, you know who I'm. I'm starting to compare her to in my mind, Director Dick from WandaVision. Yeah, she's kind of Director Dickish. I mean, the same type of. By the book, got to be done my way or the highway, and you know, if I don't like you, I can eliminate you. And with a hidden agenda. Yep. And if you're in my way, I'm going to get rid of you. Yep. Right. But anyway, so after this, she goes to Sylvie's. Um, I don't even know. It's it's not a cell. They they have her in a holding room. Oh oh, oh. I'm sorry. Before Mm -hmm. before you get there, before you get there, you remember B15 when she went to Mm -hmm. Sylvie's cell. Or I I think, well, when they came around the corner, one of the guys, there were three guards. One of them was in front. He had like someone punched him in the face. Like he was, his, he was, his nose was bleeding. Like his face was hurt. So did she punch him the first time? Because when she went back the second time, I'm talking about B15, mm. when she, and she held out her um, pruning stick, the two right. guards like stepped aside as if they were like, you know what? We don't want any of this. <laughs> you know, that's a good question. <laughs> right. step I don't know. Because when she walked in the cell, she turned off the pruning stick. Right. So I was thinking maybe when she went there earlier to talk to her, they went later in and she beat the guy up. And so when she came back and he wasn't there, the other two guards were like, yeah, you go right here. It just made me think of that because I meant to mention that earlier. Yeah. But when um, Renslayer walks in, she sees Sylvie and Sylvie's like soaking wet because of course, you know, like I said, she and B-15, they went to, they went back to Alabama, the Roxcart warehouse, and it was still raining there because of the, um, what was it, a tornado that they were, that they were facing? That was a hurricane. Hurricane. Oh, hurricane. 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 Yeah. So um, when she comes in and she sees Sylvie is wet and Sylvie's just looking at her like, what? ever <laughs> she's like who else was in here with her and when the so one of the guards says sorry man b15 insisted and i think that's when she probably realized okay wait a minute mm-hmm. there's something else going on here like why would b15 be in here with her yeah she knows something going on 
okay so after you know like i said rinse layer she comes in she sees that b15 B i was about to say b52 <laughs> she sees that <laughs> has been in to talk to sylvie so after this she has the guards grab sylvie they take her to the elevator um where they meet up with loki and of course they they've got both of them kind of subdued and then she brings out her i guess this the little remote control to the collars that they have on and she tells the guard she's like look i have them from here she puts them in her gold elevator and while they're in the elevator we have the conversation that i alluded to earlier where um sylvie basically asked her she was like do you remember me and Renslayer is like yes and she says what what was my nexus event like what you know she she wants to know what what was it that they that that happened that made them come disrupt her life and Renslayer is just looking like why does it matter and Sylvie says it was enough to take my life from me and lead to all of this it must have been important and then that's when Renslayer has that reaction. She's like, you know, I don't remember. <laughs> Man, I'm sorry. If I was Sylvia, I, remote control or not, I would have turned around and punched her. I might not have connected because of the remote control, but it would have been fun to try. I mean, Loki was right there too. He could have helped. You know, you can't, I don't, I don't know if the collars work on both people at the same time. I, I, I don't but know. You, but... you could have tested that theory though, because she was very... Uh... Uh, not a nice person. Let's just say she was a bitch. I'll say <laughs> yeah, it for you. Okay, okay, say it for me. I, yeah, she and, and and not and not only that, she was mean about right. it too. Right, like I said earlier, it's it's like one of those things where if it was enough for you to take this woman's life from her, the least you can tell her is why. That's the least you can do. But for you to say I don't remember, like oh, it wasn't important enough for me to even think about. Or, or that sort of thing. Like, yeah, your life wasn't important enough for me to remember why we took it from you. That's some, that's some fucked up shit. And, and yeah, the I, I think we know she it. does. She just didn't want to give her the satisfaction of telling. I know, oh, but she knows. I mean, she, but that's the knows. thing. For her, for you to even make someone think that, like, you took my whole life from me, but whatever it was, it's you know, it's it's so unimportant to you that I don't even deserve an answer that that's just like that's on a whole other level she would have got points she only doing it to be petty though like she know why she left I, I know it which is why she would have gotten punched that that well that's some game of thrones stuff right there that's literally what that was i mean you know that was that, I, stuff right I was there. about to say that's some cersei lannister shit mike you will get that reference if you ever watch game of thrones right I got shame. shame 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 don't feel bad michael i've never seen it either <gasps> Thank i'm about you. to no. kick both of y'all off <laughs> <laughs> wow we're yeah, gonna have to fix that we're gonna have to fix that. <laughs> but anyway, so they get off the elevator and they are in front of the three timekeepers. And mm. apparently, uh, and, and we, I guess we kind of find out why they haven't pruned them because Ravana, what she says is gracious timekeepers, as promised, the variants. So apparently the, the timekeepers wanted the variants brought in front of them. For what purpose? 
I don't know. And what is it that he says? After all your struggle, at last you've arrived before us. And yet one of them, okay, so y'all keep talking about the lizard people. So the one in the middle doesn't really look like anybody. The one that's sitting on the right kind of sort of looks like Kane the Conqueror from, from the drawings I've seen. The one on the left, he looks like, um, what is that? what is that damn uh thing from the doc from dr seuss is is the little gold um the lorax mm. yes he looks yes. just like the lorax that's what he looks like well well oh, oh but the one with the one with the mustache and the little the yeah, little the, the yeah lorax. yeah yeah i'm trying oh oh that's god it does like. look like the lorax doesn't it yes looks like Wait. he's trying to save some sneeds <laughs> yeah he's like he's like so what do you have to say to us before you're in and Loki is like, and the last one looks like it looks like a, a a Cree. Yeah, and Loki is like, is that the is that the whole reason why you brought us here to kill us? He's like, I've lost track of the number of times I've been killed for go so go ahead, Loki. Please don't say stuff like that. Don't say stuff like that. Like it, it's, Loki's had it. He Loki has, has had it. He don't say stuff like that that's just like what was it in um which one was it was it age of ultron when thor was like is that all you've got and then here come all of Ultron's <laughs> uh, things. Yeah. and captain america's like you just had to you ask. had to ask you don't don't do that <laughs> and then he he does the whole do your worst thing and of course there's some back and forth between him and uh, uh between them and the timekeepers and then Sylvie speaks up because the timekeepers are like, hey, you and your bravado are no threat to us. And she says, oh, I don't think you believe that. And she gets ready to approach them. And of course, R Ravana brings her back with the, the collar. But she tells them, I think you're scared. And when they say, no, you're nothing but a cosmic disappointment, the timekeepers tell the guards to delete them. And Sophie's like, I'm not done with you yet. And then Ravana is trying to reset her and the reset won't work. And she's looking confused. And then they turn around and look and here comes B-15 on the elevator and she's got the reset button too. But guess what she does? She unlocks their collars. And then she says for all time, always. And then she throws a sword to Sylvie and she starts fighting with the Minutemen guards. And then Loki and Sylvie start fighting with them as well. Now, this is the question I had because I didn't see what happened. Did, okay, never mind. I see it in the background because I was thinking that maybe B-15 got pruned, but she didn't. She's lying on, they, they apparently knocked her out. And um, so there's this fight taking place and the timekeepers are just, you know, sitting there watching. And Ravana is standing there just watching all of this happen, which was weird enough to me. But Sylvie and Loki are holding their own against the Minutemen. And then Sylvie and Ravana, they come face to face. Ravana picks up one of the pruning sticks from one of the knocked out guards and tells her, she's like, this time I finished the job and they start fighting. And this is actually a pretty decent fight. The Lokis are holding their own. Sylvie is fighting against Ravana. Loki is fighting against two of the guards. And there's a point where Ravana gets Sylvie down on the ground. And this causes Loki to kind of get distracted. I'm like, dude, you're fighting two people. She can handle her own. <laughs> I was like, pay attention. Because 
I was like, if if they at this point, I was like, if Loki gets pruned by one of these dumbasses, I'm gonna be mad. <laughs> I should have been prepared. You should have been. I should have been, been prepared. But while they're fighting, Sylvie gets the upper hand on Ravana. She turns her over, and then she she punt like. That punch, let me tell y'all, was so satisfying. Punched her, knocked her out, and then, of course, Loki gets rid of his guards. And um, what is it? The timekeeper says, you're a child of the timekeepers too, Sylvie. We can talk. And what she does is she throws the sword and she beheads the timekeeper that's in the middle. And then they start laughing. And as his head rolls down the stairs, we realize they ain't even beings. They they not nothing. They are one of Sam's big three. They're fucking androids. Yep, it's an android. Loves every single minute of that. And Sylvia, she picks up the head and she's looking at it and Loki realizes that it's fake. And then... I had to prep myself for this part, y'all, because I wasn't ready. So Loki says it never stops. And that's when he's looking around trying to figure out like, okay, so what's going on? He's like, then who created the TVA? This is something that they have to figure out. Now, Sylvia, of course, is pissed because she thinks she's about to have her revenge for what they did to her all these years ago. And no, another dead end. So now they have to figure out what they're going to do because they thought they were about to get closure they thought they were about to kill the timekeepers loki was going to take over the tva whatever whatever but no that's not happening so loki turns to sylvie and she thinks he's about to give her another pep talk and he walks up to her and he grabs her arms and he's like no i want to tell you something he says we'll figure this out and she's like how do you know that and he starts telling her he was like well back on lamentis he was like, this is new for me. Um, and he gets ready to, I don't know, pour out his soul, admit whatever it is he's about to admit. But we never find out because while he's getting ready to talk, he grabs her shoulders, he opens his mouth, and then all of a sudden, he's fucking disappearing. And I'm looking at the TV like, what the fuck is going on? Ravana has woken up from her unconscious state and she has pruned Loki in the back, so he is gone. I'm just like, <laughs> when I tell y'all, I yelled at my teeth <laughs> because I was like, did y'all really just make me watch this motherfucker die again? Like, how many times do I have to watch this character die? Well, technically, he called it because he said he done died over and over and over. Oh I know, but still, and 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 again, like I said, when he said that, I should have been prepared. I should have known, <laughs> but I didn't because I was like, "How are you gonna have a show named Loki and you gonna you you kill the kid? You just can't do that." Well, they had a backup Loki. <laughs> oh, Don't make me come through this Zoom and snatch. I thought it would have been no. a cool. I thought it would be a cool turn for her to all of a sudden be the main the main character of the show. I thought that would have been very clever. I like her, but not that much. I want my Loki. I want my Tom Hiddleston Loki. I want... (laughs) So anyway, Sylvia's pissed. Like, she was already pissed. Now she done had to watch this other... She done had to watch Loki be pruned in front of her. She grabs a stick from Ravana and she turns it on and Ravana was like, yeah, go ahead, do it. 
No. She tired of holding on to all them lies. Right. Why are we going to make this easy for you? No. And Sylvie's like, you're going to tell me everything. And of course, that's the end of the episode. And I'm still sitting here with my mouth wide open while the credits are going. And, you know, again, even though we haven't had post-credit scenes for the first three episodes, it is a Marvel show. I am a Marvel fan. I am going to sit through the end of the credits. Luckily for me, because credit scene comes up and Loki is there opening his eyes. When I tell you, I literally sank on my couch like, oh God, yes. I was so relieved to see him because I really thought he was gone. I was, I was like, they ain't gonna kill off the title character. Yeah, there's no way. Not before the final well, episode. Right. right. <laughs> I know, but still, it was, I wasn't expecting it. So when it happened, it was still just like, what the fuck just happened? What? And so, like I said, he wakes up and he looks around and he's just like, am I dead? Is this hell? And we hear a voice that says, not yet, but you will be unless you come with us. And Loki sits up and there are three Lokis in front of him. Okay. Four. And I was, oh, excuse me, four. 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 I didn't even notice the fourth until I saw a picture earlier. And I was like, wait, does the fucking alligator yep. have Oh, horns? I missed that. Yes, Alli- the alligator has horns. Now, I sent you guys a messenger. I sent you a picture. Alligator Loki. <laughs> so there's four Lokis in what looks like a destroyed new york city um i don't even know if that's all of new york city because i do see um avengers yeah it's at least avenger tower yeah yeah i do see that and there's some other buildings in the back so okay i'm gonna let you comic book folks take it so this is what kid loki this is the original loki from the comics and what is the um the black dude with the hammer well i guess that's supposed to be a hammer he's who is he what's his name is it they, they credited him. They credited him as boastful. Okay, okay. yeah, boastful. because they, because of copyright infringement law, they can't not, and they didn't do it for Planet Hulk or World War Hulk. For some reason, they can't actually do Beta Ray Bill. You can thank Stanley for that later. So they have to put in boastful Loki. Boastful Loki uh, is a standard character, but so is the alligator because the alligator technically should be what is referred to as the Frog Universe, which is Frog. Thor, as in, you know, rippity rip. Uh, so they have. Which y'all have heard right. Lori talk about. Uh, right. So we times. have a frog <laughs> Loki, which I just thought was hysterical. But yeah, I grabbed my uh, my Marvel handbook uh, when I took a quick little break and I looked it up and I couldn't find the alligator. So I think the alligator is something that they brought in to replace that because, like I said, there's a lot of copyright stuff with Beta Ray Bill because back in the day, Walt Simonson wrote. Uh, a, a Thor slash Loki series for Marvel and because of copyright infringement they couldn't do Loki so what he did is that they or sorry Thor Loki so what they did is they did the uh, animal characters which is where we got Frog Thor because the precedent was uh, Peter Porker uh, Peter Peter Parker being a pig so they were able to get around that so I thought that was interesting with the alligator the other thing is is that kid Loki now again I'm going to throw out what I said to you guys at the end of WandaVision a little bit at the end of uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier I believe if you carefully look at each episode each series they are working on a young Avengers they are slowly yeah, hulkling yeah. Uh, the, the kid 
you've got uh, uh the the uh, baby girl hawkeye i mean they uh you got patriot from falcon with uh, isaiah bradley's grand, uh, grandson they are slowly slowly like i said at the end of this year if they announce that disney is going to do a young avengers that will be like everything in the world so yeah i think that's what that was alluding to because you've got because i believe yeah. except for hawkeye don't we have anthony michael don't we have everyone that we might possibly have in the young avengers there so far um except for iron man so far iron except, kid except for riri yeah, yeah. no she's coming. yeah riri your riri's here but see riri wasn't in the original though i'm talking about the, yeah i'm talking about the original but if you go the new updated riri is the only one we're missing okay and we already know that we are actually getting a riri um she's getting what is it um is it a Ironheart or Ironheart, a show right. for Ironheart, right? Yeah. Right, right, right. So- <laughs> Iron, oh, oh, no. One of the Young Avengers is Iron Lad. Yeah, that's what I said. Iron Lad. Well, that's, 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 Iron, okay. Is that not the kid who was at the um at Tony Stark's funeral? The the kid from Iron Man no, 3? Who, no, who no, 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 no. No, he's just a random kid that they can oh. win. He, I mean, he it was the kids for it was the kid from Iron Man 3, but he's not Iron Lad. Okay. Or we don't we don't know he's if he's not right. okay. Hanako, Hanako, Iron Lad is a DH Tony Stark. Okay. Or he's a he's also he's also been seen as an adolescent version of Kang the Conqueror. This is true too because they also did that too when they did that. Yeah, so he could be both at the same time. Yeah. So he's either Kang or he's a DH Tony okay. Stark. Okay. Yeah. No confusion at all there. Well, I, I mean, I know that they, you know, within the MC, I know that they've taken some liberties with some of the characters they've they've meshed uh, to, you know, a couple of characters right. together to make one, you know, uh, no. like with Bucky's uh, White Wolf persona. I know that White Wolf was a separate character in the Black Panther comics. And, you know, so I think some of the um, articles that I have read that was kind of the... Um, the thought behind Lady Loki slash Enchantress that they might be doing that with with that character too, and I think there was one other character that I think they they kind of mashed uh, mashed up. But um, so with the introduction of these other variant Lokis, and with the fact that we now know Loki is not dead, but he's just been sent to. I don't, I don't even know what kind of world that is like. Is it another, is it part of another timeline? Is it like a purgatory of, of some sorts? Or mm. I don't, you know, the, I, questions. I mean, Occam's, <laughs> Occam's Razor, Occam's Razor suggests that it's just another dimension that they just sent, or it's just another timeline. It's, that's all it is. It's just, not, they just sent to another timeline. Okay. It's, ba- it's basically like a trash timeline, kind of like a, like a Sakaar version of of a place where they just throw where the TVA just throws people after they've been pruned or when they reset everything mm-hmm. that's probably where it goes to so i mean mm. it's got i mean it's just that's the easiest way to explain it without getting a headache and thinking about it so do we think that loki is the only person that's there or do we think mobius might be there too maybe c20 as well or would they have been sent somewhere else Mobius went somewhere else because there's still the scene where we see Mobius driving a jeep towards the Sphinx, so that's going to come right. into play somehow. Right. So right. He, yeah. I yeah. mean, they probably just get Wait, what's scattered. That? Was that that was in the pre? Was it in the preview? Yeah. 
Okay, because I, I haven't seen uh, the preview yet, so okay. Yeah, I, I think that he's just there. If it's going to be Loki, it's just going to be Loki, Loki variants. I don't think that anyone else is going to be there because, again, I think that there's a separation once they are pruned on where they go based on who they were or we don't know or know in, in the show. So it, it's entirely possible that they could throw that as a twist, but okay. I, I don't think so. Okay. Oh. So much happened in this episode. Did we forget anything? Um, no. I'm not thinking so. No, I don't think so. Do we have any thoughts on what the next... I mean, we only have two episodes left. These two episodes are going to have to be, like, bonkers. They're probably going to be. They probably will be. Because <laughs> it's starting to ramp up now. So I think that it's going to be... Mm. I mean, because now, now that yeah. he has all the other Lokis, we're probably going to get the scene where he is like running for president or king. So like that's a whole not- that's a whole nother storyline. I don't know how they're going to put that in there. Oh yeah, I've seen. Yeah, I have right. seen those so, promo Im- images. I-, I was wondering when that was going to come in, but yeah, that so makes sense that, now. I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff that could actually come forth from all this. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how it, how it works out. I'm excited. I think this, these last two episodes are going to be crazy. So. Plus, we're gonna get a backstory from Renslayer, from the information that um that Sylvie's gonna get from her. So we get a little bit of supposition from that too. Yeah, that should be interesting. Can you imagine being in a? I, I won't even say a timeline, but yeah, I guess that's the the simplest way to say it. Can you imagine being in a timeline with multiple Lokis, especially if they all have the same arrogance and the same I'm I'm born to rule personality? Can you imagine what that's going to be like? <laughs> like, it, if our Loki couldn't even deal with the one other Loki that he's been, you know, confronted with so far, how many others? Yeah, because every Loki thinks they're the superior Loki, right? They're like I know, the they're Baller like Brothers. Crazy. Exactly, <laughs> they're the, the Asgardian no, Baller I'm Brothers. I'm the original. <laughs> well, that's good thing. Yeah. I'm the best. No, I'm the best. No, I'm the best. I was born to rule. No, I was born to rule. I just I just want them to milk the variant Loki existence to death. I want to see how many different Lokis they're going to throw at us. That's going to be funny. Oh my god, that's going yeah, to be awesome. So we have, what, six so far? We've got the four that we just encountered in the end credit scene plus our Loki plus Sylvie. So that's mm-hmm. so far. What, what about the one that was pruned in the first episode, I think okay. that was was that no, a Loki bear? He, looked, he had the same hairstyle. I don't think he was Loki. And then, was just and then the one that the one no, that was I with the one that was Loki. with Sylvie, there was a Loki. Well, there was a the guy that was struggling. He had the same hairstyle too. Sort of. I don't necessarily think he was a Loki though. Hair. No, no, no. I think in that first episode, you mean um, the one who got pruned and Loki was looking for his yeah. ticket. No, I think he was supposed to be a descendant of Goldman Sachs. I think oh, I saw that okay. somewhere. And I was like, huh? All right. Like, how did I miss that? But yeah. How, no, how I don't do you even pull was... that out of, never mind, whatever. I don't do that stuff no more. Oh, no, no. please. <laughs> no, please. In, enlighten us, Anthony. Let us know what kind of theory you have going for that. Please. Uh, 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 That'd be awesome. I don't know. but All right. Uh, real quick. I've seen two or three things about this online and it kind of explains a lot about the TVA and where they are. Behind the timekeepers, there was the symbol in red 
-hmm. a lot of people are suppositioning that that's a rune, which would explain why Loki. You said you said suppositioning and not theorizing. I did it for you. Are you you're why are you being unappreciative, Anthony? I did that for you. So you mean so the okay so shape behind them. Yeah. Okay. It's like some people some people are theorizing that that's a rune like in one division that can inhibit inhibit people from using whatever powers they had from whatever timeline that they came from. Oh. So, so I thought that that would that would do a lot to kind of tidy up and explain a lot of shit. Oh good lord in heaven. I'm, I'm just saying. Um, no 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 I'm I'm sorry. Something random which I'll mention after you get done. Okay. Um, also, shout out to Owen Wilson saying how instead of wow you know. in this episode. <laughs> so we've been told that he is not going to say wow in this series. I think right. that's as close oh, as we're going to get. I'll take it. That's fine. I, I'll, um, yeah, right. Also, shout out to Loki. Like when he was in the time loop, we kept getting hit. I expected when when Morbius when Mobius showed up, I expected them to say, "I've been getting my ass kicked for thirty minutes." I keep, I keep, he wanted them to put that in there for some reason. I don't know. Like the falling for 30 minutes. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm corny. <laughs> no, I'm paying attention to me. Also, so also something else came to me. I was looking because in the first episode, I remember I was talking about Schrodinger's equation that was talking about quantum physics. Yes. And I'm, I'm wondering if the guy that, that made you sign the papers, like he had a cat. What if, what if that guy's last name is Schrodinger? Because that would make sense. <laughs> <laughs> that would oh, make that Schrodinger's cat. That would be funny. So does he that exist would... or does he not exist? Oh, Jesus. Did you see funny. how sad that guy was looking at young Sylvie when she was standing in I know. front of him? I know. I felt bad for her because she was sad. She was petrified. She was so she was so scared about it. she had no idea what the fuck was going on. And I was like, bless her heart. But she I kind of wondered if, I kind of wondered if he looked sad. If he was looking at her like that, kind of sad because he knew that she maybe she wasn't supposed to be there. Because I still don't, I I still don't know if I believe that they grabbed her because she was a variant. I I mean, the fact that they are going after the Loki variants like so meticulously, she may have grown up to be like a great person, somebody that can save the world, but we don't know because. They're basing everything on what they think they see of the future. It's kind of like one of those things mm. where even if you can see the future, that's not necessarily set in stone. And I know what we, you right. know what we say about certain events happening and they, if they're supposed to happen, they're going to happen and stuff. I don't know. Something about the way that they grabbed her and just took away her life with no explanation, no nothing something about it just doesn't sit right with me mm -hmm. i agree you mm. know like with with our loki we know what he did to get snatched he picked up the tesseract when he wasn't supposed to and that was again that was really not his fault the avengers went back in time to try to steal the tesseract and things got a little messy he saw the tesseract he grabbed it and that's how he ended up in the TVA. What was she doing? She was playing in her room with a damn, you know, model, you know, uh, figurines, just minding her own child business. And they came and grabbed her. So, uh, yeah. Something 
which kind of makes me think that whoever's behind this is trying to retcon all the Lokis because maybe he has a plan to kind of keep power and the only people that can stop him are Lokis. So he's going every timeline and pruning all of them, just saying that they're variants. Yeah, I remember you saying that when we talked about the last episode, but still, it's just kind of like... It's weird to be sure. It doesn't make sense, yeah. but that's the only thing that can help me make sense of this. Because there has to be, they have to be part of some kind of plan for them. There, there's something special about them for him to be sending the TVA to get them and prune them. Right. There has to be something about them that is potentially harmful to someone's plans. It has to be. Right. I, I just think it's because the nature of a Loki is to be a god of mischief and chaos. Their very existence is going to create variants. And they have chaos magic. Yeah. They're known as the Scarlet Loki. <laughs> they, they, their yeah. existence just creates variants because everything they do is, is chaotic and random. So, Yeah, yeah I true. guess. But yeah. I, I guess if that's the case, if, if, if the goal is to get rid of all the Loki variants, like I said, I'm going to assume having five of them in one place is not going to be good for anybody. That's a lot of chaos and mischief <laughs> to go around. And then you know Sylvie's probably going to be looking for and him. And no one around to say so, mischief managed. You know <laughs> That was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> Thank you. I'm nice. here every week at 830. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we're going to end it here. You can find us online at www.phantomhybrid.com. We are on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Phantom Hybrid. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and other major podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time.